2020 changed the trajectory of my life forever. I was 24, succeeding in a job that offered huge financial reward, yet I was unhappy and unfulfilled. My chronic illness, cystic fibrosis, had caused my lungs to bleed and it left me in a hospital bed. Now I left that job and created this podcast and I left that hospital bed to run marathons and prove that we aren't defined by our circumstances, but rather how we respond to them. On this show, we discuss the adversity that my guests and I face and how we overcome that adversity. This is A Lot To Talk About. G'day, g'day. Welcome back to A Lot To Talk About. It's your boy, Brad, the captain of the ship, the man in charge, and I'm here with you for our Thursday yet. If you've been following on in the first little parts of season four, you'll realize that we're following a trend. That trend is that on Tuesdays, we share a vulnerable guest story. And on Thursday, we take the valuable insight from that vulnerable story and share it with you guys to make sure that you can take those gems, you can apply them to your life and make sure they're helping you and propelling you to move forward. This week on the guest episode of the pod, I had my very good friend, Taku Chimwaza. T, Taku, Takunda, whatever you wish to call him, come on the show and shared very vulnerably the story of this last couple of years from his experiences coming off reality TV and integrating back into true reality, understanding who he is as a man, what he wants from his life, and trying to figure out the pieces of the puzzle of how do I get there. We spoke about a couple of topics. We spoke about how often the perception of success from the outside is not the reality of success on the inside. We spoke about how when you know what you want from your life, it can be so hard to see other people achieving it when you're not obtaining it yourself. He spoke particularly about the jealousy he had for One man who is now a very good friend of his and who he's learned to not be jealous of, but rather to learn on, to be all ears when he's around that man. And, you know, I think that was a really touching and important topic. We spoke about the first episode that T and I ever shot on the podcast together, now a year and a half ago, where he'd just come off reality TV and in the middle of that ep, he broke down into tears on camera. He broke down so much so that I was going to turn off the cameras, but he said, leave them on. We will not release this, but one day the world will be ready to hear what I feel comfortable now to say. And we shared some of those clips within the episode, and particularly we spoke about what that breakdown was caused by, a drinking problem, a problem with this weight of expectation and responsibility that he'd put on his shoulders to provide for everyone when things weren't necessarily moving well for him. We spoke about the power of love and how love has particularly influenced my life and what he wants from love what he hopes to find in love in the future, what he's doing as a man to make sure he's ready for that when it comes. We spoke about his mission statement for who he wants to be as a man, and in particular we close this episode today with a question that had a real impact on him, a very visceral emotional response as we turned off record where T spoke particularly about a man who has had a huge impact on his life who he wished he'd had the time to thank who's no longer here. So it was a very moving and inspirational episode. And instead of me rambling for the next 20 to 30 minutes, like I often will on a Thursday, we hit record and we went rapid fire with some questions. Some were answered longer than others. Sometimes he served the ball back over to me and I answered the question too. But it felt like a very moving 20 or 30 minutes that I wanted to share with you. It couldn't be kept in the files. It had to be there out in the open for you guys to take the valuable insight from. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want to thank you for tuning in on these Thursdays and I want to hear your feedback and your response. Tell me whether you love these solo style apps where we talk about particularly the valuable insight or whether you're more of a stories person or hey, maybe like me, you love both. 
So thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy today's conversation with Taku Chimwaza. So T, I want to ask you, brother, mm. uh, something that I'm big on right now is mm. understanding not only who I am as a man, but who I want to be mm-hmm. and what I have to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And I heard this beautiful piece the other day from Ben Crow that often in life we can feel disconnected when we know what our values are, but we're not showing up in the world that way. There's that disconnection. What is for you one of the paramount values that you want to live by at the moment? And what's an action that you want to attach to that value to make sure you're showing up in the world according to it? Oh. Something that Joe Rogan said, actually, is beautiful. He said that live your life like you have a documentary crew that's following you around that allows you to be what you check yourself. Mm. You check yourself within everything that you do. And it goes along with something that my grandmom said one time is like, no matter when, no matter where you are, if you feel like nobody's watching, God's always watching. And the universe recognizes intention. You know what I'm saying? So that thing, that, that, that definitely does tie into what you said, you know? So man, living your life that you've got a whole documentary crew, bro, that's fucking chasing you around. You know what I'm saying? And it's almost like, it's like a villain origin story kind of like, <laughs> but I kind of see it as if, you know, I'm like the main character in my own movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everything that I'm doing right now is going to be a part of that movie. And it's almost like, have you ever watched that movie In Pursuit of Happiness? Mm, I love it. Yeah. That movie, man, I love that so much because it really, you know, ties into what I'm going through right now. You know, and I'm in that part, man, where they're trying to look for the rent. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like chasing Will for the rent, but he ain't got the rent yet. You know what I'm saying? And he's got the kid and he's got all these responsibilities that he has to fucking take care of. But he's got that vision at the very, very end. You know what I'm saying? But like his documentary crew is his baby. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's his kid. For me, that's obviously me, but there's my family as well too. So yeah. I love that, brother. Let me ask you, what's a limiting belief right now that is holding you back from taking that next step in your life? Ooh, a limiting belief in taking me to the next step. Oh, I don't back myself. Why don't you back yourself? We were talking about this earlier. Um, actually, myself was um, almost, I get major imposter uh, syndrome, you know what I'm saying? Where I know the struggles that happen back home, and I'm like, why me? You know what I'm saying? I always know, but but I and it's something that always haunts me, man, is the people that are smarter than me, people that had more charisma than me, people that had more energy, better stories, better you know, better looking that could have been in the position that I am right now. Why is it that I'm here and not them? That's something that really holds me back a lot, bro. I don't feel like I deserve what I have right now, and I don't feel like I deserve what I'm going to get. And that's something that. Yeah, it kills me, man. It really kills my self-belief. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I know that I'm worthy enough. You know what I mean? I know I've got the basic skill sets that I might need to polish up on a little bit. But at the same time, though, it's like, you know, I have to always go back to, if not me, then who? You know what I'm saying? If not me, then who? That's it, brother. And, you know, I know that you're a big fan of Jalen Hurts as well. And we were talking mm-hmm. about this verse recently. It's a verse I've been talking about a lot recently, John thirteen seven. You mm-hmm. may not know now but later you'll understand Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think that speaks to that imposter syndrome you may not know why it is you right now that Mm -hmm. is walking this path but later you'll understand 100 percent. because i believe that you're the captain of this ship Mm -hmm. that so many people are going to jump on that so many people are going to come on this journey with you because i'll be inspired by the steps that you're taking Mm -hmm. they'll be so inspired that along the way they'll learn how to take those steps for themselves Mm -hmm. i like that boy hit me with another one I want to ask you right now, what's something you're incredibly grateful for that's challenging you? 
Ooh. I think, once again, going back to another mate of mine, uh, Mike, you know, he, we always talk about this one as well too. It, um, <clears throat> it's, it's actually from a parable. And it says, don't mistake stones for bread. Often, we always look at some of these little opportunities that might give us short-term gratification. But long-term, when you really look at it, you're just kind of filling that little void, you know what I mean, of, oh, I'm doing good, but it's only for a moment. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like life has got this interesting way of checking us, you know, and trying to see if, you know, you really have your values in line. You know what I mean? Or you need to constantly, you know, work on and improve on those things to kind of solidify where you're going. Because nothing can shake, you know, that purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like in the long term. So I think that's something, man, that, that's, that's kind of helped me to be grateful in where I am right now is, you know, I'm so solid on where i need to go to i'm so solid on that purpose i'm solid on that vision that whatever may come right now that might seem so shiny but doesn't feed to that purpose you know it can't shake me bro you know what i mean it might be women you know what i mean that might not necessarily feed to or help you know uh, uh, um, uh, me getting to what i need to get to like it's actually kind of bad because i've now shut off um uh that you know, yes man quality that I used to have. Nah, I, I you know, I don't have, I, I, I actually don't have the time to hang out right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing other shit. You know, today, bro, I, you know, I had other people that, you know, that needed my time. I was like, no, 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 this isn't going to serve me. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how long I've been here for. It's pretty close to about two, three two hours. hours yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I have grown so much in these two hours. I have gotten so much information, like, you know, like about myself, you know, by just confirming or, or like by you, you know, saying about, I, I, you know, I think we're talking about uh, where you are in your life right now. And I'm like, oh shit, that's not far off to, you know, where I'm hidden. You know what I'm saying? We're going through the same shit. I would have just gone to, you know, have coffee with someone that does not contribute to any, you know, anything that aligns with my purpose. So, yeah. I love that, brother. I'm glad you feel that way. I want to share a piece of wisdom with you that was recently shared with me by a very good mutual friend. Mm-hmm. I know a guy that mentors both of us, Joshy Hammond. Come on now. Yeah. Joshy said to me, Brad, sometimes in life, we feel as though weight is being added to our shoulders. We mm-hmm. feel as though we're sitting there and we're, we're on this chair and books are being piled on top of our arms and we're wow. trying to hold them and, and we feel shaky. We feel like we don't have the strength to hold that weight. He said, it's not that we don't have the strength, it's that that chair is on shaky foundations. Mm. It's not, not us, it's the foundation that we're on. And I want to ask you, is there something in your foundation right now that you can address to make sure that you are more qualified to carry the weight that's put on you. Oh my God. I like that a lot. Because you know where you got that from? A house that builds on sand. A house that is built on sand would never stand. Mm. You know? And, you know, to answer that question, my foundation, bro, the, the, you know, it is built off um, a generation of poverty. It's built off a generation of, you know, of, of, of um, infidelity. It's built off, you know, spiritual turmoil but all those things are things that you know are you know were very apparent in you know previous generations well like in my family you know the generations like before me that i've allowed myself to make that a foundation of mine that i can build on so that whatever that comes man you know what i mean i know that that's just something you know that's on top of that you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that ground is not shaky at all, but you can't shake me, bro, because the things, man, that my family has had to go through for me to be here right now, I know, bro, that for me, like, that's a testament of, you know, one, 
you know, the man that I strive to be versus the man that I strive to not be. They've given me, they've been a lot of people that were kind of like role models, you know, that played roles but weren't good models, mm. if that makes sense. And to me, I use that to my advantage because it allows me to form that foundation based off their mistakes. You know what I mean? And then I know what to build off on top of that, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I want to ask you what's, you know, this is a question that you don't have to answer in super detail, but it will mm. frame my next one. Do you want to be a dad one day? Absolutely. Most definitely. What's a quality right now that you would hope to embody, that you, you would hope your ch- future children learn from you and, and become oh. that right now you need to work on? Shit. Oh, that right now I need to work on? Mm. Damn, boy. <laughs> That's a nice one right there because I often think about that because... Um, you know, I look at my dad, you know, and everything that he's done for me. Um, but most importantly, like he set, a, you know, a pretty a pretty high standard. Um, wow, this is this is this is gonna go back to, um, you know, I guess like what we're talking about, you know, like a long time ago actually. But um, the black tax. You know, for some of those guys that don't know what the black tax is, basically the black tax is the first person that makes it out of an African family or a black family. They're the ones that have the responsibility to bail everybody else out. They're the first person that people call. You know what I mean? When something mm. wrong happens back home. It took a toll on my dad, his mental health, you know, without him actually talking about it. Um, but he's such a strong man, bro. Such a strong. And he's done everything he could to be very, very selfless. You know what I'm saying? And to be there for other people, but wasn't there for himself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's something that I would love my kids to be able to know that it's okay for you to be a little bit selfish. You know what I'm saying? If anything, you being selfish allows you to be a better person to those people that are in need of you, if that makes sense. Because you know that you're okay, you're fine. If you look after yourself, boy, it's like you're not going to be pouring out of an empty cup. And I feel like my dad, I know he's going to see this, but if he didn't do that, it wouldn't have gotten me to where I am right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm so grateful for that. But at the same time, something that I feel like my kids need to be able to know is, you know, you you are your own priority right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know what I mean? And like for me right now, I need to be able to know that as well because I've picked up a lot from him, you know, which is kind of, you know, leaving me a little bit high and dry where I think about everybody else and then I come in the later end. But something that somebody, you know, I forgot who it was that said this um, and I'm going to leave it on this is there are no bunk beds in the casket. You go on that bitch alone. I like that. You know what I'm saying? You go on that bitch alone. So you need to be able to make sure that within every decision that you make for somebody else, you know, is based on that. You know, because you ain't going to go on there with nobody else. You know what I mean? Because when you die, you give them about fucking three weeks. They're going to forget about you easy. Amen to that. Mm. Fuck, I like that. Come on. Let me ask you this question. If death was to knock on your door, God willing, it will not. But if it was to knock on your door tomorrow and you had to sit there and write your own eulogy, an exercise I done recently. Mm, yeah, I saw that. That was beautiful. What would that eulogy encapsulate? Oh, my God. What would you want to leave with the people you love? <sighs> Ooh, boy. Uh, man. You know, when I saw you do that, uh, it really started to get me because I've never really thought that far. But if I was to write my own, you know, it'll probably be something along the lines of um, how everything 
I've prayed for, everything that I've done, I've manifested. And you can too. It's something that's very, very um, important to me. People that, okay, sorry, I'm going to go back to the earlier question, but I think I'm going to tie this to that because for me to be here, Brad, there was a point in my life when my mom was struggling. And I remember she was crying over the bills and the money that she didn't have, but the money that she owed other people as well too. And I said a prayer quietly because I could hear her crying. It was a bad cry, bro. When my mom cries, it hurts. You know what I mean? I can feel that mm. in my soul. And I said a prayer and I was like, God, I just wish that there was someone that was out there, like overseas, that could send us money and us not have to pay him back just so that we could survive. And then God said it was you. And then look at me now. So in my eulogy, I would love, you, you'd be very, very short. Manifest that into the world. Pray on it. Work on it. And it will be yours at, for, at an appointed time. And I'll leave it with Habakkuk 2 and 2, which is a verse that I love that Steve Harvey says, which is write your goals, write your dreams down, write everything that you envision because they'll be for an appointed time. You know, Because at that moment, my life is already gone. You know what I'm saying? I'm leaving something to the next generation. Mm-hmm. And I'll be leaving it for those people that you know, need a bit of direction. You know what I'm saying? So it wouldn't be about me at all. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I've got so many platforms now. We've had so many things that they can see and hear about me. But I think in that eulogy, I would have to leave something that will help them to pursue their higher self. Fuck, I love that, man. And I love that message of you are the answer. Mm. Mm. You are the answer to the questions you ask. You are the, you are the answer to the problems that you need to solve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, that's powerful. If you had to identify and share your purpose with the world, if you had to put that into a sentence, a mission statement, what would that look like? Hmm. Wow. I'm a living testament of God's work um, through my grandparents, my mom, great-grandparents. But one thing that is struck out to me in my family has been um, humility. You know what I'm saying? Um, My mission, you know, is something that I would love to, to leave bar in this earth, man, is, is, is humility bar. I'd do anything for anybody. If, if I fuck with you, you know, I do because I got love for everyone that's around me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I've been raised. You know what I mean? And I think that, that purpose, bro, has been engraved in me at a very early stage. There was a point, bro, I remember um, I had a really good friend of mine. His name was Ron. He had lost both of his parents. Very tragic. And it was just all the boys left. It was just three of the boys. All three boys. And we were in the same grade at school. And I remember he came to my house. Uh, sorry, to our house. And um, um, he was, hey, man, like, is your mom around? And I like, this was a little bit after the funeral. It was very sad, bro. Very fucking sad. And I remember I went to my mom and I was overhearing like, like the conversation. And, um, but I didn't really quite understand where it was coming from. I didn't really know what he was asking mom for. As soon as he left, my mom called me into the room. And then she said, um, so Taku, so you know, and she, and she probably doesn't even remember that. I, you know, I remember this. She said, Taku, you know, um, so your friend Rowan, you know, he's lost both of his parents. I was like, yeah, yeah. And, she, and, you know, and she goes on to say that 
I feel like God has put a word into my heart to be able to play a role in this boy's life. And so do you. We're going to invite him into our house up until he finishes this year. It was a whole year. We're going to care for him like he's one of our own. And I really hope that you can learn something from this because I'm not gaining anything from this boy. But I'm hoping that all I can do is plant a seed in this boy's life. And she did, boy. Mm. And in that moment, what she didn't know, boy, that she planted a seed in my life to be able to know that wherever that I go, boy, I will do whatever it takes to be able to allow someone, boy, to know that we pay everything forward. You know what I'm saying? That goes back to that purpose, bro, of just humility, bro. It doesn't take much. But for my mom, bro, to be able to take a guy that she, you know, barely knew, it was just my friend, you know, just to move in with us, bro, and act as a mother in her life and a prominent role in his life, bro, like to now, like where he is right now, he's doing really good in his life. That really, really solidified what I want to do with the rest of my life. Is That's to a beautiful use, message. Mm, That's a yeah. beautiful message, man. I have to ask you, and I've never asked you this question before, uh. so this intrigues me. A consistent feature in our conversations, in our catch-ups, in mm. the messages, the, the wisdom that we hope to share with each other is you speak about God. Mm-hmm. You speak about your faith. Mm-hmm. Why is it that faith is so important to you? Oh, my God. This is a pretty important question, actually, because I don't, I don't usually uh, say too much about my faith. You know, a lot on my on my on my Instagram or my socials, you know, it's something very, very personal to me. But, you know, I believe that a relationship with God, you know, is a personal thing. You know what I mean? And uh, and um it's it's actually the foundation of my life. My grandmom raises in the church, mom raises in the church. Um, and you know, I feel like the presence of God in my life, but people might not believe in God, but the the thing that I, I urge people to do is to have a connection with their spiritual self. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might be through yoga. It might be through meditation. You know, you might do Buddhism. Whatever that you do, believing that you are not in control is the biggest thing. It's bailed me out, Brad. So many times, bro. And people that don't have a relationship with God, you know, I believe in Jesus, you know, and 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 you know, and people might not necessarily agree with where I'm coming from right now, but I live in this country and I'm basically alone. You know what I'm saying? Me and my auntie have got, you know, an okay relationship, but I live on my own and, you know, my whole family's back home. So there's a lot of times, man, that I feel, you know, very lonely. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, man, like, you know, you can't always call up your friends. You know what I mean? They're, you know, for example, like on Christmas, Easter, but, you know, all these things like where they're very family, like, you know, events. And when you're alone, like, it can be a very tough time. I always lean on God, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I'll lean on God like in a in moments where I feel like I've done everything I can. But one thing that I can't control is the outcome. That's the main reason, bro, why I lean on God. And I remember, bro, the reason why I kept going onto my iPad was there was this date, bro. This day, this was March, March 17th. I had written, bro. So I don't know if it's gone for too long. But I had written, bro, on um, actually March the 27th. This is what I said. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know. I feel so weak. I feel lonely. I feel like I can't do anything right. Today seems to be one of the hardest days without my family. And I broke down. I remember that day. I broke down in tears in the shower. I was like, God, I might be homeless in the next couple of weeks. I don't even have my family to be able to go, you know, back to. But the only thing that I can lean on is the strength that you give me when I'm weak. You know what I'm saying? 
And I don't know how people will be able to go through their lives, bro, without some sort of some sort of faith. You know what I'm saying? And I think right now, bro, in the moment in my life that I'm in right now, if I didn't have faith, bro, of of where I need to get to, or like, or if I didn't have faith in God and God's promise, I don't even think I'd even be here right now because it's still part of the process. Bro, that's so beautifully said. Mm. Fuck, that's touching. Mm. I, I appreciate you sharing that. Absolutely. I've seen this incredible clip. I'm sure you've probably come across it at some point. It was Tom Hardy. Mm. And Tom Hardy was was speaking to this this gentleman who he was ready to play the role of. He was mm-hmm. ready to play this guy, this guy's life out in a movie. And this guy was in prison. Right. And he, he said this one particular day I called him up and I wanted to connect with him deeper. And I thought, I'm going to get vulnerable and honest with this guy to connect with him. And he said... I said to them, you know, he asked how I was going and I said, I just lost my partner, you know, we'd broken up and that I was pretty devastated by it and, you know, it was holding me back a little bit of my life. And he said to me, he shared this message. Mm. He said, Tom, do you remember the stories of those floods we had all those years ago? Mm. All those people lost their homes, their lives. And he said, yeah, I remember. He said, I didn't know where it was going. But he said, do you remember that one particular story about that man who got his ankle caught in one of those drains, in one of those stormwater drains. Mm. And he said, yeah. And he said, and the water was rising and rising and rising and they couldn't get this guy's ankle free. And they were trying to pull it free. They're trying to cut around it. They're trying to get him out of there. And eventually the water rose so high that this man drowned and died. He lost his life. And he goes, yeah, I remember that story. He said, well, that wouldn't have happened to me. And Tom said, what do you mean by that? And Mm. he said, wouldn't have happened to me because the minute that they got there, I would have told them to cut the fucking thing off. And he said, sometimes we need to cut a part of ourselves away Mm. so that we can move forward with our lives. Is there something in your life right now that you need to cut free so that you can move forward? Oh, my God. This is. Yes, actually. First of all, thank you. That was beautiful. Um, Actually, three days ago, I actually made the decision to not drink for the next 75 days. And this is kind of weird because in my mind. Um, alcohol has been something that's been stopping me from reaching my high self because the more I drink the more that I you know um, hurt my relationship with God but what people also don't quite realize is you know God is within us as well you know what I'm saying and I felt like that was the only one thing that was kind of hindering my growth you know to get into the next level you know and um, that's something that I need I needed to be able to cut. And I know like it's very, very little to some people. Like it might not seem like a big deal. But um, when you're trying to get to the next level of your life, man, there are a lot of things, man, that really do, you know, hinder your growth. And I feel like, yeah, there was the alcohol, but the alcohol is also linked to my family as well too. We bond over alcohol, you know what I'm saying? We do all this. But at the same time though, for me to be able to be the best version of myself, man, I feel like that's something that I needed to cut out. Wow, damn, that's big. And in a way, it's kind of like cutting out me, you know, like, like I'm extroverted taku, you know what I mean? Like this is what yeah. I do. And I go to events where, you know what I mean? Like it might be, you know, you, well, like for example, like the other day, like I went to like a, you know, like a Jack Daniels event and, you know, like it was a wine, you know, sorry, it was like a whiskey tasting and all stuff. But still in my mind, I'm like, no, no, like this, this, this is actually the root of the evil that I've been facing in my life right now. I decided to go home early, woke up the next morning, Let's get after it. So, yeah. Bro, I give you the kudos for recognizing that 
it's a crutch you don't want yeah, in your life. For real, for real. It's it's slowing you down. That it's stopping you from moving in directions you need to move. And I think with anything challenging in our life, and we've all got challenges that are, are personal to us, I think that it's a matter of brick by brick. Mm-hmm. We build walls that that give us stronger foundations, that well, give definitely. us stronger surrounds, and you know, brick by brick over the course of this next seventy five days, I'll be interested to see how you feel, what you learn from that, and mm-hmm. and what you do moving forward. Absolutely. I have a question for you. Mm. Let's go back to 18 years old. What sort of life advice would you give your 18-year-old self? That's such a good question because at 18, I was I was so consumed by insecurity. Mm. Man, I thought I would never be enough for for people for the people in my life. I thought I'd never be enough to feel loved. I thought I'd mm. never be enough to to be someone's significant other. And at 18, I had so many insecurities around the way that I was physically, wow. the way that I looked, the way that I thought people looked at me, that I allowed it to diminish my value, mm-hmm. allowed it to diminish my worth. I, I, I allowed it to stop me from taking big leaps and steps in my life that were important to me. Mm-hmm. And I would tell my 18-year-old self if I had the chance that you're all you ever need to be. Wow. That everything you'll ever need to be and everything you'll ever need to exhibit in life mm-hmm. is within you. Wow, wow, It's within wow. your reach. It's within what you learn from the challenges you'll face. It's within It's within every single step that you take in your life. You're learning something that you need to know. And I would say to the 18-year-old self that as long as you have an attitude of gratitude and you have the wow. perspective mm. that the challenges you face and the hardship you feel mm-hmm. is allowing you to grow, allowing you to be the man that you need to be, mm-hmm. then you'll be okay. Wow. You'll get through life. Like Little that. did I know, man, that at 18, a couple months later, I was going to be rushing to hospital thinking I was dying with bleeding mm-hmm. lungs, mm-hmm. right? That these challenges were going to be in front of me that I never thought mm-hmm. I'd have to face. And looking back now, I'm so glad I did because the man I am is is a product of that. Of that, absolutely. What would you say to your 18-year-old self? Man, to my 18-year-old self, man, the biggest advice that I give myself, it's okay. Everything's going to be just fine. You know, I saw Dwayne The Rock Johnson and he was on um, uh, Oprah and he said the exact same thing. And I felt such a calming energy, you know, and he said, no matter how bad things are right now, but and, and we were just talking about this before too, so where it was like, you know, we're going to look back at this. We always, you know, in the moment, but in the heat of the moment, imagine if you had the superpower to be able to see yourself getting through whatever that you're going through in that moment and just go, fuck, like, yo, everything's fine anyway. It's all good. If I tell you right now, bro, I keep going back to when, you know, I thought I was going to be homeless not too long ago. You know what I mean? Like in like, you know, four days, I had to like move out of the house and I didn't, I saw no way out. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, God. You know? But in that moment, it was so weird. I was just laughing about it. I actually had like a video that I should took on my phone. I've, I've been getting into, into like this literary tendency of when I'm going through something, I record it. Yeah. So I go back and I watch it again. I'm like, okay, cool. I've progressed from how I used to deal with my issues. And I have gone from a reactive, um, from being a reactive person to a proactive person. I love that. I see that, I see, you know, uh, 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 you know, healing, you know what I'm saying? Before I've been healed. I see healing in the sickness, if that makes sense. And if I was to look at my 18-year-old self right now 
I'll just tell him, don't, don't, don't even sweat it. Whatever it is, don't even sweat it. You know, we spend so much of our time, bro, focusing on things that are out of our control and more of things that are in our control. And once again, it comes back to that choice. You have the choice to either stress over that that you can't control or not. But what's at the end of that, bro, is the action. You know what I'm saying? And I choose to not stress. I choose to not be worried, bro, because I know that God's always in control. And that's why I always go back to God. You know what I'm saying? People might not believe in my faith. You know what I mean? But I know, bro, myself that that's the only thing that I can lean on, bro, when everything is tumbling down. And I'm going to leave it with this quote right here. When you're down to nothing, God is always up to something. Ooh, I like Leather that. boy. I like that. Beautiful. <laughs> let me ask you one more thing. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <clears throat> so I, I seen this Morgan Freeman quote from mm-hmm. a movie the other day, and it was, I'll paraphrase here, it was something along the lines of, if you have a gift and you choose not to respect and pursue that gift, then mm-hmm. you're betraying yourself. That's all that. I link it to an Oprah quote. I heard Oprah talking about a lady that she'd had on a show and... And this lady said something profound. She said, when you betray yourself, you're no better than the people who hurt you. I ask mm. you, is there an area in your life in which you're betraying your gifts, the gifts that you should be giving to the world? Is there an area, sorry, that I... Is there an area that you're betraying yourself, an area oh. in your life in which you're betraying the gifts that you know you need to give to the world? Oh my God, focus. You know, I know it might be a little bit broad, but... Oh, I do a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? But my ability to be able to draw away from the distractions and to be present in the moment, which leads to to focus. Focus focus is something that I feel like I've been, you know, I haven't really been been uh, loyal to. You know what I'm saying? And and but it's literally the recipe to every dream that ain't a reality mm. yet. Is that focus, bro? You know what I'm saying? And that's actually like betrayal to my dreams being a reality you know what i mean my ability to be able to cut off people that are dead weight yeah you know what i'm saying and we talk about the steps bar you know what i mean everybody wants to be the g but they don't want to go through the a b c d e f g you know what i'm saying so there's steps in progress you know what i mean but enable for you to go through each and every one of those steps there needs to be focused bar you know what i'm saying so um, I hope that actually answers your question more because focus is definitely something that I feel like, you know, I've been taking lightly. I have to ask you one more question. Let's go. As many as we need. I like, boy, I like this. Is there someone who has been a part of your life that maybe they're not anymore, but mm. at some point in time, they've given you a lesson. They've been there for support. They've been there to give you exactly what you needed in that moment that maybe you never got the opportunity to tell them what that message or what that support meant to you oh. that you could direct a message to right now? I, we were talking before, but I'm going to cry. <laughs> I feel like you got this. From, I don't know what the hell's been going on here, but you've been hitting some nerves. But I know that um, my uncle, man, so like my auntie that lives here, so she married an Australian man. And my uncle, you know, his name was Pete, Peter Underwood. May soul rest in peace, man. We lost him to cancer. Um, and, you know, we had a lady, bro, that was on our podcast, actually. Her name was Florence. And she was a psychic medium. And she'd say some shit that fucked me up. She said that on the way to the recording session, she was sitting next to a man, right, that was telling me about you, Taku. I was like, oh, okay. 
what do they say? Like, you know, they got some money for me or some shit. I started like turning this into a joke. And she's like, did you have like a father figure or like, uh, I don't know, maybe you must have been like, you know, an uncle of some sort. He, you know, that you maybe you might have lost. I was like, mm, fuck me up. I was like, yeah. And then she said, you never had the chance to say goodbye, but he played a big role in your life. Um, That guy, man, he came into my life when, obviously me and my dad are very close. I love my dad to bits, you know what I'm saying? But physically he wasn't there to teach me the little things about what a man is meant to be. You know what I mean? And I hate that nowadays we kind of have to refrain from talking about, you know, how a man is meant to be. It kind of seems like it's like, you know, gender roles, whatever it is. But I think it's so important to me because coming from a traditional background, I needed a present male to be able to kind of give me the recipe of what I'm meant to, you know, uh, 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 aspire to be. And he modeled all those things, boy. And he modeled integrity as a man. He said that, this one time, man, fuck. And Florence said some of those interviews. She said that, and you often talk to him. When I journal, bro, I journal a lot. You know, I'm mm. like, Pete, I hope you see this. I hope you see what I'm doing. He had said something to me, bro, that was very interesting. He said to me that your voice is going to be very powerful at one point. He spoke life, bro, mm. into my life. And he had said that you need to be a man of integrity, a man of honesty. Those two things will take you very, very far in this world, you know? And he said, not just to people, but honestly to yourself, you know? And that those were, those words meant so much to me because after he said that, he said that that's the muscle that got him to where he is and or like where he was. And he'd achieved so much in his life or made so much money, but apart from the money, he had developed so many relationships, bro, you know, that, you know, we're so impactful, not just to him, but to the family. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he had so many connections. And like, when I lost him, bro, we, our, our relationship got sour after I moved out, but I never got the chance to say goodbye. But I remember I saw him at the hospital, bro, and then he gave me this handshake. We exchanged a couple of words and he said that I'm proud of you. I got home, I whipped like a baby, bro. Mm. You know? And I still do remember those words, bro, of him saying, you know, you need to be a man of integrity and a man of honesty. And, um, you know, rest in peace, Uncle Pete. But those words, man, really meant a lot to me because I feel like that's the muscle that actually got me here as well. I love that, brother. Mm. It's a beautiful way to close it up. Wow. Thank you. My man, thank Oof. you. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of A Lot To Talk About. It means the world that you guys are in my corner, that you continue to listen to the show every week. And if you could do me a massive favor by following the podcast on whichever platform you listen to it and sharing this episode in particular with just one friend that you feel would benefit from it, that would mean the world to me and it would help the show grow. The more the show grows, the bigger the guests we get on, the more that we can do and the more we can share and support you guys, the listeners, the viewers of the show. Before I go, I want to pay my respects and recognise the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet and record this podcast. The Aboriginal culture has such a rich history in storytelling and as a passionate storyteller, I really hope that the stories we share and connect with on the show can allow the many cultures that now call this beautiful land Australia their home to come together and continue to respect the stories and the culture that make this the land it is today. Thank you so much for tuning into A Lot To Talk About. I'll catch you next week.